WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is reflecting on the first 100 days of her new term with a video released today. She says accomplishments include eliminating the pension tax and helping families in need. We quintupled the working families tax credit, delivering nearly $3,200 tax refunds to 700,000 working families. Whitmer also cited the coming of new jobs to the state through automotive battery plants. However, State Senator Eric Nesbitt says the governor's second term hasn't been all roses. The first 100 days of Governor Whitmer and the Michigan Democrat legislature failed to achieve large bipartisan solutions and instead rammed through a partisan far-left agenda without discussions or, or compromise. They ignored the middle and ran straight to big labor and big corporations. Nesbitt says Republicans are still pushing for a permanent income tax cut, something Democrats have thwarted. He added, while the governor talks about fixing the roads, the legislature just went and made road projects more expensive by restoring a prevailing wage law. He's expecting a continued lack of bipartisanship on the part of the governor and Democratic lawmakers. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel says a federal judge's decision to halt FDA authorization for the most commonly used method of abortion in the U.S. is not based on science. Speaking on CNN today, Nessel said politics should not dictate which medicines are legal, including abortion medication, Mifepristone. I could see an entire slew of medications that have been in use for a long time and are incredibly important and impactful to an individual's health care. And just having an individual judge say, I don't like that medication. Maybe I don't like the fact that it prevents HIV. Or maybe I don't like the fact that it's a form of birth control because I'm anti-birth control. And to substitute a judge's opinion for that of the medical community, I think is as scary as it gets. Nessel said action in a Washington state case unrelated to the Texas ruling that would stop the use of the drug means it will remain available in Michigan and 17 other states for now. The Texas judge issued his decision Friday but ruled it would not take effect for seven days. The Biden administration today asked the New Orleans-based appeals court to extend the pause on the Texas order. A new campaign is being launched by Michigan State Police in southwest Michigan to recruit new troopers. 5th District Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson tells us there will be nine billboards up around the eight-county region for the next year, spreading the message that troopers can have a say in where they're assigned. The tradition of the state police in the past has always been um, once you graduated, they will send you to another region, not your hometown. And so we just had some discussion on that fact and decided that we will make a change to try to recruit people that are interested in working with us but had a desire to stay at home. The billboards sport the phrase, live local, serve local. Robinson says with retirements and troopers moving to other areas, the need for new recruits is always pressing. Billboards will be going up along M139 in Benton Harbor, on Red Arrow Highway in Pawpaw, on M51 in Dwajak, among other places. There's a new Casey's General Store coming to Orinoco Township. The M139 Planning Commission has approved a special use permit for the store, which is a gas station and convenience store known for serving pizza. A Casey's opened in Bridgman last year to much fanfare. Orinoco Township Supervisor Mike Hildebrand tells us this new location will be at the M139 and US-31 interchange in Berrien Springs. Casey's has been trying to open a store in Orinoco Township for about five years now, but was unable to secure the right location until now. It's possible ground could be broken this summer. Hildebrand tells us, quote, we like it when new people come to town and success begets success. The topic of gun reform legislation is once again expected to be the focus in Lansing this week as lawmakers return from a two-week recess. 
At issue is a proposed extreme risk protection order bill or a red flag law that would allow a court to intervene and confiscate a gun in cases where someone's deemed an immediate risk to themselves or others. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says the Democratic-controlled House and Senate are prepared to move quickly. This legislature has done more in 100 days than any legislature that I can remember. Tax break for working people, retirees, protecting reproductive rights, full civil rights protections for the LGBTQ community, I mean, restoring workers' rights. The governor is also expected to sign two other gun reform measures into law this week. Those are for mandatory universal background checks on all gun sales in Michigan and setting up safe storage requirements. For the first time in southwest Michigan, users of cannabis will be able to legally consume the product in public. The Bokagan Band of Potawatomi will be hosting a ribbon-cutting ceremony this Friday for Rolling Embers, its new retail store and outdoor consumption lounge in New Buffalo. Located on tribal land just south of I-94, exit 1, and a stone's throw from the Four Winds Casino, the consumption lounge will just be the third in the state, with the other two located in Kalkaska and the Detroit suburb of Hazel Park. The grand opening of Rolling Embers will be held on the pot smokers holiday of 420. And a new report from the Washtenaw County Health Department shows suicide death rates have been on the rise for the past two decades in Michigan. Susan Ringler from the Washtenaw County Health Department says it's still too early to determine if the COVID pandemic had a tangible effect on the suicide numbers. The trends when we're looking locally can be pretty variable. So we may need some more time to really see what that trend looks like. But hopefully we can also impact that trend by reinforcing prevention and support for people that are struggling with mental health. She says the report shows for residents under the age of 25, the number of suicides doubled from 2019 to 2020, but then decreased slightly in 2021. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Police say a 23-year-old used a rifle to kill four people at a Louisville bank where he was an employee while live-streaming the attack. The police chief in Louisville says that the shooter was Connor Sturgeon, who was also killed during the incident today. Officers who arrived at the scene exchanged gunfire with the shooter, but it was not clear how he died. An emotional Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said he lost a close friend in the shooting. At least nine others were wounded in the attack. Meanwhile, ABC's Karen Travers has the latest from President Biden. President Biden reacting to the news of the mass shooting at a bank in Louisville, Kentucky, writing in a tweet, quote, once again, our nation mourns after a senseless act of gun violence. The president goes on to say he and the first lady are praying for the lives lost and those impacted by the shooting. He once again calls on lawmakers to do something to stop gun violence, specifically calling out Republicans. The president writing, quote, too many Americans are paying for the price of inaction with their lives. When will Republicans in Congress act to protect our communities. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The Pentagon says online leaks of scores of highly classified documents about the Ukraine war present a very serious risk to national security and senior leaders are quickly taking steps to mitigate the damage. In the days since Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin became aware of the leaks, he's reached out to top allies, convened daily meetings to assess the damage, and set up a group not only to assess the scope of the information lost, but review who has access to those briefings. And as the public airing of the data sends shockwaves across the U.S. government, the White House says there are concerns there could be additional leaks. 
A Department of Defense spokesperson, John Kirby, today was pressed on the issue, saying he's confident they'll, quote, get to the bottom of this, but saying plainly they do not yet have any idea who leaked the sensitive materials. We don't know uh, who's responsible for this, and we don't know if uh, they have more that the, they, they intend uh, to post. So we're watching this and monitoring it as best we can. But the truth and the honest answer to your question is we don't know. And is that a matter of concern to us? You're darn right it is. That's Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby. A Texas federal judge's decision to reverse the FDA's approval of an abortion pill is coming under fire from several pharmaceutical and biotech companies. That's days before it could disappear from shelves. More from ABC's Justin Finch. Senior executives representing some 250 pharmaceutical and biotech companies coming together to condemn that Texas federal judge's ruling to restrict access to Mifepristone. The executives in a joint statement Monday slamming that decision and saying it ignores decades of scientific evidence and legal precedent. Their reaction coming as California Governor Gavin Newsom announces his state is securing a $2 million stockpile of that abortion drug now at the center of opposing federal court rulings from Texas and Washington State. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Meanwhile, the nation's most widely used method of abortion could be on a fast track to the U.S. Supreme Court. More from ABC's Jim Ryan in, in Texas, where a federal judge ordered a hold on the drug to terminate pregnancies. Using politically charged terms like abortionist to describe physicians, Judge Matthew Kaczmarek has ruled that the FDA should never have approved Mifepristone 23 years ago. But a judge in Washington state has ordered the FDA to keep the drug available in 17 states where abortion is still legal. The contradictory rulings are throwing confusion into an already complex post-Roe v. Wade environment. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Not even the annual White House Easter egg rule is safe from presidential politics. President Joe Biden alluded to his expected re-election bid by telling an interviewer that he planned to take part in five more White House egg rolls. Pressed by NBC's Al Roker for news on his re-election, Biden gave no ground. He reported what he's been saying for months, that he plans to run but is not ready to announce it just yet. Around 30,000 people, mostly children, were expected to take part in today's egg roll. The First Lady's theme is eggucation. Jill Biden is a teacher, and she incorporated numerous learning opportunities into the event. And it was a massive first-place opening for the Super Mario Brothers movie this weekend at the box office. ABC's Christopher Watson has more. I got this. The Super Mario Brothers movie has posted the biggest global opening in history for an animated film, surpassing Frozen 2 with $377 million since Wednesday. $204.6 million of that is domestic earnings, nearly $80 million more than it was expected to make. Got a name for it? Air Jordan. Opening strong, but with nowhere near those numbers, is Ben Affleck's Air Jordan movie Air, a $20.2 million five-day bow there. Christopher Watson, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.